NFL playoffs round one done. Next round coming up. And as always, college hoops. Bquan, cut the music. We are back, not just I this time, Six Inside Podcast. We have five people today, including myself. We have Kylie, Schultz, Seattle, and Hot, all returning for this week's episode. I think this is, what, episode 37. So to start with some uh, random breaking news, uh, Mo Bamba has 28 points in the first half right now. So that's kind of cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so Mo Bamba has 28 and Joel Embiid has 24 points at halftime. Uh, I'm going to turn that game on right now as we're going. So apologies if there's audio in the background of this recording, but that's got to be the most fun breaking news that I think we've had so far. But uh, enough of that. We'll uh, we'll update. Oh my God. He's seven for eight from three. It It's ridiculous what he's pulling off. That's fake. Um, Franz has 10 rebounds also. Yeah. Embiid had Embiid, Embiid had 20 in the first quarter. I was like, dang, that's pretty good. Uh, and then I just got a notification that he has 28. So I was like, what on earth going on? So enough of that, though. Uh, let's get into it. NFL playoffs were this past weekend. I, I guess pretty exciting action, at least uh, two of the games. Uh, yeah, I'd say two of the games were exciting. Um, I guess we'll start with the... Let's let's start with the blowouts. Uh, we'll we'll leave uh, Hot will bring us home on this segment. Um, Pat's Bills, yikes! Uh, I think that's what what more can you really say besides that? Everything that could go wrong for the Patriots, uh, aka Josh Allen being himself, it it went very well for them to say the least. Yeah, I think that the most surprising thing for me was the fact that the the Patriots defense was just uh, completely limited by the the cold weather. It felt like, um, which wasn't really the case the the first time they played each other in Buffalo. It seemed like the defense was really able to kind of take control of that game, and maybe that a lot of that was because of the wind, and there was a lot less wind in this game. Um, but yeah, Buffalo was just completely able to run their offense without any troubles at all. Um, the weather was not, didn't really seem like a factor at all in the game, which I think probably uh, had factored into new England's game plan. And it didn't seem like Buffalo really like game planned around that at all. They just tried to do their, do their own thing and it worked. Yeah, no, I think I agree with what Seattle was saying. I just, I made mention of this while I was watching the game and I just want to say it on the podcast. This just seems like the official change of the guard in the AFC East. Like this is officially the bills taking over and hopefully for a while is it's their division because I feel like the bills are a pretty likable team anyway, especially Josh Allen. So I'm okay with rooting for them until they turn into a dynasty and then we have to hate them. But until then I'll always be a little bull or a bills fan. They're kind of like a similar team to the green Bay Packers. So it's, it's easy to get behind the bills, at least for me. It's cold. I mean, cold I, I think alcoholic fans, dude. What else do we need? <laughs> you hit the nail right on the head, Schultz. I think this was a, definitely the changing of the guard. I mean, with the, the everything that the Bills do is 
Like they just dominated that game. Literally a perfect game. Um, and now going to Kansas City, which I honestly think they're gonna go win and win that game on the road. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean they're rolling at the right time and it's clear that like cold weather doesn't affect them really. Um I'm sure it's going to be ugly in Kansas City and super cold. But, um, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's playing really good, and they finally got a run game with Singletary, uh, which has helped a lot, take some of the pressure off the passing game. And I think that defense just plays with a chip on their shoulder. They were the number rank, number one ranked defense and had no – uh, pro bowlers on the defensive side. Um, so, you know, they're not really getting recognized, even though statistically they were very good. And I think that's kind of leading into the postseason. And I think they're going to have a run and potentially make the Super Bowl. They were, uh, they were my AFC representative. So I'm glad that I'm somewhat still alive with picks. I think kind of last thing on the Patriots too, it's they have some very kind of obvious glaring weaknesses on the team, uh, as in like they don't have a number one wide receiver. I was so wrong on Nikhil Harry. Like, oh man, I was so excited for him and he's just not provided. And they're going to have to go out and either get someone through the draft, which great year to do that, or uh, through the trading market. So from one blowout to another, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is no more in Pittsburgh. Uh, the Chiefs didn't play the whole first quarter and still won by 21. So that was uh, that was pretty interesting. It was unexpected that it took them that long to turn it up, but when once they got going, man, they got going. It was it was pretty impressive from them. Yeah, I'll be honest, I didn't watch that game. I assumed it was going to be a blowout. <laughs> So I didn't even watch it. <laughs> it yeah, it was. It was, go ahead. It, it was like uh, it legit was like the Chiefs didn't care the first quarter, and it was like, oh man, the Steelers they they might cover. I would say that was kind of the most the furthest that the conversation went. Um, but it uh, it was like it yeah. took them for them to uh, when Pittsburgh scored the touchdown it. That's when they like woke up and were like, "Okay, yeah. we're done. <laughs> you guys, we'll let." It's like they let them play around, and then just turned on to the old Chiefs. So and that actually, scored. it reminded me a lot of that Chiefs Texans games from a few years ago. Uh, the most oh, was, painful game I've ever watched was that the the twenty four point like yeah 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 that one yeah uh, except for the fact that Pittsburgh didn't capitalize on the fact that the Chiefs were not playing and shitting the bed and that they were just getting gifted turnovers and punts. Uh, and still, it, the end result was the same, just without the painful blown lead. But uh, that I was having some flashbacks there. I'm not going to lie. That was uh, it was it was a painful watch, but I uh, I stuck through with it. And uh, Pittsburgh now gets to address quarterback finally. Uh, probably three years late, but yeah, I, I, um, I, I was reading that apparently that they're, they're thinking that they're going to keep uh Mason Rudolph for the, for next year as the starter. 
which um, I, you know, I'll see it when I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it, but uh, like Jesus, that would just be a disaster. Please but, do, please but then do. Maybe they'll just, they're tanking for, uh, for Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or somebody. Um, but uh, one, one thing that was good about the Kansas City game was that um, I really like seeing Jerick McKinnon. Um, it was really cool to see him kind of uh, play really well in the playoffs. Uh, he's always been a running back that I've liked um, kind of going back to his days with the Vikings. Um, just a really good athlete. I never was able, able to really stay healthy though. So it's like, never really got to see him with the Niners in a, in a feature back role. So it was kind of, it was really cool to see him, you know, finally kind of get that opportunity with uh, the chiefs having some injuries with uh, Daryl Williams and Clyde Edwards Alaire. So I know hopefully that'll be something that we'll we'll continue to see for the rest of the playoffs and maybe he can go somewhere and do something for once finally. Yeah, he was so disappointed. Yeah. I, uh, fun fact about our um, fantasy league, that Yahoo League a couple of years ago, Seattle. Uh, I think it was the fifth round. Peyton drafted Derek McKinnon, the pick before I drafted Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> and then the next day McKinnon like blew out his knee. I think it was, it was either his Achilles or his knee, but one of the two. And that's literally like, that's the reason why I won the championship here. And then that was the keeper league. So I got to keep him the next year for my fourth round pick, but yeah, shout out Jarek McKinnon for being valued as like a fourth or fifth round pick. And then it's crazy, getting crazy that McCaffrey was a fifth rounder. <laughs> yeah. Well, and was that McCaffrey's rookie year? I think it was his second year. It might okay, have been the third or the fourth. I was gonna round, say during like, his regardless. during his rookie year, he wasn't even supposed to go first round until after his combine. I want to say it was like his uh, one of the. I think it was his three cone drill was just like godly. Like, and at that point, people were like, "Oh, maybe, maybe he could be a second uh, or the second running back off the board in the late first. But uh, one more thing too, uh, then I'll shut up about the Steelers. But uh, R.I.P. the fumble streak for Najee Harris. Uh, mm. It totally got jinxed. It's still, is it still technically going since? Yeah, that was a postseason game. I guess he still hasn't technically fumbled during a game, even though it was in the postseason. So I guess that's still alive, but Najee fumbled the ball for the first time. Uh, not too bad 18 games into your, uh, into your career though, to have number one happen, especially given like he was the guy for them. No offense to Benny Snell, of course, but <laughs> all right. Last calls on the last blowout before. Uh, oh, I guess there was another blowout, but uh, anything else? Yeah. Chief Steelers. All righty. Uh, the other blowout was whatever the Cardinals did <laughs> on Monday night. It, it finished 34 to 11, but man, it was not that close. Uh, the Texans fan in me was uh, somewhat amused as D-Hop and J.J. Watt left to contend for Super Bowls and not get blown out in the first round of the playoffs. And uh, you're wearing red still, and you're still getting blown out in the first round of the playoffs. Love you, though. Um, yeah, Cards Rams. Holy shit. Holy shit. That was ugly. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's just been – this has just been the Cardinals since – AJ Green forgot to turn around in the end zone. I mean, since that play, it's literally just been the Cardinals are have been like 
the team that we thought they were like two or three years ago. And then they added Kyler and we're like, okay, maybe they're good, but it's just the same. I don't, I think it's Cliff Kingsbury, to be honest. I said this, uh, I think it was in our NFL preview show. I said, I think Cliff has a chance at winning coach of the year just because the team's good, but I don't think he's that great of a coach. I think that kind of showed um, in the second half of the season this year. Um, I mean, if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm not pessimistic about next season. I still think they have a great chance coming into the year. They still have a really good core, but like, I think Kingsbury or something, something needs to change because clearly they have no back going for them and they just completely wasted all opportunities. Um, and, and it's, you can obviously blame it on like, you know, things like the Hopkins injury and things like that. But I think it goes deeper than that because when Colt McCoy was playing for them at quarterback, like they were still able to win like a couple of games and stuff like that. So, you know, they had talent on that team to be able to go far. And even as we saw in like the latter stages of that like Rams game is like, they clearly had like plays that could have worked. So I think it was a matter of coaching and it's just, I, I just, I, Cliff Kingsbury was never really somebody uh, I've always I've never really been someone I've been a fan of. Um, I thought that it was kind of a, a big step for him to come go from Texas tech to the NFL. So I feel like that's starting to sh- like show itself now that he is starting to have to coach meaningful games. I think they were literally the Steelers of last year. Just complete frauds. Uh, I mean, you, someone mentioned, I think it was Schultz, like, yeah, as soon as they lost one game, they just fell apart. Uh, it, it, and then that interception, that Carson Wentz-like interception from Kyler was so fucking funny. <laughs> what was he That was a great – like, I, you just look – I Shocking. remember I watched that. I think that was the – that was the play that Kylie and I were just like, all right, let's watch Yellowstone. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> like, why the hell are we watching this game? Oh my God. It made me laugh so hard. It, it, and it was just sort of like, I, I, some people were saying to me that they felt like the Rams were the most impressive team of the weekend. And I, I don't know. I, I just kind of have a hard time agreeing with that. Cause it's, it's not really, I didn't really feel like they really had to try like in the game at all. Like Stafford didn't really have like a ton of pass attempts. I, I think Stafford just, only like, threw the ball like 18 times. Like, yeah, yeah. he didn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, he got 202 yards out of it. He was 13 for 17, 202 yards and two touchdowns. Like, yeah, you didn't have to do anything. <laughs> no, no, like they, because like literally throughout the first like two and a half quarters of the game, the Cardinals couldn't advance it beyond like the twenty-five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I will say Odell did look like old Odell. Yeah, yes. he looked really good, which is kind of concerning as yeah. a Green Bay fan for the rest of the playoffs. But I mean, it's Odell. If you just call him like a little girl, he'll probably shut down and not play the rest of the game. So <laughs> it's not that big of a deal, but we'll see. I, I But I do think it's something of note, maybe even going into the next year, even fantasy wise, Odell actually looked like himself, which is cool because it is more fun when he's playing. Well, he's a good player, unfortunately. Yeah. It's all going to, it's all going to matter on the situation for him. Like whether or not he's on like, who knows if he'll stay in LA um, because especially if Robert Woods coming back, like he might not have the same opportunity, but um, I don't know. He, I think he could definitely go to a team like maybe new England or something like that. Maybe, I don't know. I could see new England. Well, that's, that's a good cop actually. I didn't even think, I hope that doesn't happen though. <laughs> Sounds like drama. 
Yeah, but it's Bill. It's either going to, it'll either be like, it's drama and then like he just flames out or there's absolutely no drama and he's just like, he has a great year. I feel like those are the two options. It's kind of like Antonio Brown. Just gonna be on it. I forgot Robert Woods was was a thing uh, uh, yeah. until you brought him up, just because of how kind of uh, good they've been. I mean, the Rams also they have a decent amount of draft capital in wide receivers already between yeah. Van Jefferson and whoever the hell that speed guy is they got this year. You two at well? Yeah. Like, what was he? A second or a third rounder? Like, yeah. he was pretty Same highly drafted. Pick. And I think same with Van Jefferson. So like between those two, like I'm assuming the front office for the Rams, their long-term plan is to replace within with those two guys, but we'll see if that ends up being the case. Right. I mean, and Cooper Cup's about to get a huge contract at some point. If he, if he, I think he's coming up with a contract extension in like 23. He'll be a very rich man soon. They don't oh, yeah. pick until I think round three is their first pick this year. And it's a compensation pick. Like they just don't draft ever at this point. Mm-hmm. Like they have, they have a pick in like three, maybe a pick in four, five, and then a seventh round pick. So they went all in. They went out all in, and hopefully it'll uh, pay off on them. Last call for uh, Rams, and then uh, we are on to Eagles and Buccaneers. The other. Uh, the other shitty game. <laughs> I'm saying that a lot. Unfortunately, get yeah. rid of the seven seed. Oh man, not a good argument for expanding college playoffs either. By the way, uh, this past weekend, that was where neither my was, mind immediately was went. The college football playoff. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like it's uh it's tough. Um, Eagles Bucks. This was my first miss. Uh, I was hopeful that they would be able to throw the ball at all down the field but uh that didn't happen and the bucks just kind of ran away with it i'm not going to say that the bucks looked impressive because i don't really think that they did i'm gonna just it was just the eagles looked horrible like they looked like a team that hadn't beat a playoff team entering the playoffs which was the exact case by the way that i didn't notice Mm -hmm. after the fact uh their best win this season was either over Denver, New Orleans, or Atlanta. Not horrible wins, but when that's your best New win. Orleans. New Orleans is a fine win, but like, yeah. If, if that's your best win, you're definitely going to struggle against yeah. good teams. Hand up. I was wrong. Thought it would be closer. It, uh, it was It was 31 to nothing in my book, even though the final score was 31-15. So. That's just what the Eagles do. They yeah. Jalen Hurts <laughs> was the king of garbage time fantasy points this year. He would like he would have six points going into the fourth quarter and just have two rushing touchdowns to cap it off, and that's why I love him and his six yards per carry. Love yeah, the team I'm, rushing too. I think. I think yeah, they said I mean, though that they're gonna stick with him. That's know, what they said. Yeah. So, you know, I I feel like it. I feel like it's it could be kind of if you if you want to put a positive spin on it, it could be kind of a, a Lamar situation because Lamar. First year he came into the playoffs, he looked horrible, and then next year he won MVP. So, you know, maybe they they have three they have three first round draft picks. So, they can they 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 can really improve the team going into next year. You know, get a receiver, an offensive lineman, and a piece for their defense. So, 
I think yeah, I don't think it. they necessarily need to move on from Jalen at this exact second. No, if, like, absolutely not. If they go back into the playoff, if they go back next year and there's just absolutely no improvement at all, then yeah, you, I definitely start looking. But until then, I think Jalen's been good enough. Obviously, the last game of the year is definitely not a great way to end the season. But I mean, you know, he's been fine. He got a team that I don't think was expected to make the playoffs, make the playoffs also. Obviously, it wasn't all him. But and they had a favorable schedule, but he still made the playoffs over some teams that are definitely better than him, and like the Seahawks. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, I'm also I also own Jalen Hurts in dynasty football, so I would really prefer if he continued to be their quarterback. <laughs> so Philly and Cincy were uh, each teams that were projected by Vegas to have six and a half wins. Uh, one of those teams was a lot better than we were expecting. Yeah. So was Jacksonville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could have told Jeez. you that wasn't going to happen. That's right. I guess maybe not, but who knows. Um, okay. Unrelated question. If Pittsburgh's thing was eight and a half for the over and they went eight, seven, and two, would that hit? No. No, because it, because the, uh, um, it's, it's a win total. So it's uh, like, because okay. it, it's, it would, it's strictly only wins. wins, strictly okay. wins. Yeah, got it. No ties. All right, Captain. Uh, yeah, that's Bucks, a bad beat. Yeah, Bucks will see eight and a half. Never mind. Yeah, no, so they have. Uh, that's yeah. Two. Never mind. Steelers. Uh, Steelers over hit because they had nine wins and it was eight and a half. Oh, um, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll get into uh, next week's games uh, after this. I will say, though, Bucks got very hurt very quickly in that game, with particularly on the offensive line, which I think uh, might hurt when you're going up against Aaron Donald and Von Miller. But uh, we'll see. To be determined. Uh, first of the close, actually entertaining games, uh, 49ers-Cowboys. Niners held on with a lot of help. Jimmy G almost completely stayed out of his own way until he got into his own way again, as he has tended to do this whole year. Um, it just came out, too, that he has, like, seven different injuries right now. It's like a torn labrum, a broken thumb, a broken pinky, and then, like, an ankle injury or something like that that he's playing through. Um, but, yeah, 49ers, Cowboys... They pulled it off. Uh, the refs did nothing wrong. That was one of the funniest plays I have ever seen in my life. Uh, the way that that game ended. What a what a Mike McCarthy way to end it too. Uh, just bad time management to to just an absolute extreme. Um, Dak too, man. Just the Mike McCarthy uh, way, man. Yeah, he he did it. He did it. Uh, been, I've been saying that for forever. It was yeah. like this was, it was so obvious that they were going to lose. Like it's Mike McCarthy in the playoffs. Yeah. He I, unless he has the best team that he's ever coached coaching or playing, then he's screwed. I just didn't think Good they would lose like that, though. Like I don't hate the draw. I really don't. I hate the way that they played everything out after the draw. With like they could have gotten a playoff if they handed the ball to the official. That is my belief. The draw is not in your best interest, certainly. Uh, but there's a way. There's That's a way a that you pull it off. He loves um, that. Yeah, I, I don't know about Dak. 
either at this point. Uh, there's just too much kind of in his corner that's going his way. And it just seems as if something's something still ain't there, you know? So we'll see. We'll, we'll see uh, where they end up going, going forward. They just, uh, he got, he got a few bucks as well. So. I think a big uh, problem for them is their offensive line is just not as good as they think it is. And they need to kind of put some more resources and, and kind of really kind of think about the more sort of the interior and maybe even right tackle in, you know, to kind of improve at those spots because, and also just the fact that like they have so many resources devoted to, to running back. Like they do not, they really don't need Zeke. He's a, he's a luxury player at this point. Like he doesn't really do anything for them. They could survive with, with Tony. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I think they really just need to look themselves in the mirror and just make some like hard decisions and, cut some players that they just have been holding on to just for like the, the star factor and whatnot, and just make some, see some key improvements to their team. Um, and also like even defensively, it's kind of like with, with Trayvon Diggs, like, I don't know if this is like Diggs is, I think he's a good player, but it's like, I, I, I just, I don't know how, I mean, like how um, he's going to be looked at in future seasons with that, with if he doesn't keep having these interceptions, because clearly he is a target on the receiving end. Like he just is, he can get it exposed. So I don't know. I saw, some... a cl- I saw a clip on Twitter of him literally just getting dusted like, in that <laughs> game like three times. Yeah. And I, he, it's, it's just sort of like, like, I understand that 11 picks is 11 picks. Like that's amazing. But at the same time, like, I mean, if you're giving it, he gave up over a thousand yards in the regular season. And I mean, probably gave up a decent amount in that game against the Niners. Like it's just, I don't know. Like they need, they need to, they need to fix their defense a little bit too of the corners. And I don't Maybe, maybe, maybe Trayvon Diggs is a player they could trade and get something out of, um, after having a season like this, I think uh, a good move that they could do is move into safety. It's more of a ball hawking kind of safer coverage position where you're not necessarily exposed one on one, but you can still, you know, make plays on the ball and sit back. Um, he clearly shows an effort to make tackles, he doesn't shy away from that. So, you know kind of ball hawking, wanting to make tackles is a pretty prototype uh, player for safety. If they can, you know, Kelvin Joseph played pretty decent. He could step into a role in, in starting corner and have Diggs play safety. You know, Malik Hooker is not that great. And I don't know who else they have, but I'm sure he could excel there. Um and be less exposed in coverage. So both their strong safeties, I just looked, uh, both J-Ron Curse and Malik Hooker are due to be free agents this offseason. So there is an opening there at strong safety if that's the way that he ends up going. And it sucks too because like I feel as if this defense did take a lot of positive steps forward this year. But like at that secondary, man, it 
still does it's incredible that this guy has 11 interceptions and yet he gave up so he somehow found a way to make people question like are we sure that's actually good though just because of the sheer volume of big plays that he gave up himself i i never thought that we would see that happen it, like i i'm of the belief if he had like nine interceptions i don't think it would have been worth it given how many yards he gave up which is just crazy to me um man this uh disappointing i i would have to say with the uh with the cowboys here and on the 49er side of things too it's disappointing that it became close at the end but they were able to pull it off um is that it on them well okay uh, i got one, one more thing yeah 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 i just i just have to agree with seattle you know zeke for the price that he is, is just not worth it at all. They clearly have other holes on their team, even though they've got the so-called star power. Tony Pollard looked at his numbers may not show, but he looked way better than Zeke this year at a way significantly less price. Um, you know, he's also getting older, has had injuries. That's when you start to see these running backs turn downhill and I just don't think he's worth it and they can add other pieces they're gonna have to sign CD Lamb here soon um they gotta re-sign Dalton Schultz they definitely need help up front um and there's still holes on the defense and I don't think allocating that much money to a running back that arguably the backup is better is worth it especially when you're getting first rounded at home. And on top of that too, uh, played almost the entire season on a partially torn PCL, which like, what are we doing? When do you have a backup of the quality of Tony Pollard? Pollard. What are we doing? Um, I guess my, my last question here, uh, is Mike McCarthy back next year? Well, I think Stephen Jones has already said that they're committed to him for next season, um, which I which I can't believe that they would you know made the decision that fast. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I I, I figure that that McCarthy had been kind of coaching poorly all season, and they had kept winning games, and you know, and so I I, I feel like. I feel like that the criticisms were already there. So I don't really understand why they feel they need to stick with him because they have a coach already there in Kellen Moore who they, who could, they could just make the head coach because I mean, it's his offense that they're running anyway. Yep. And it seems like that he's going to be a very popular candidate among the openings that are currently available. So, I mean, it just seems like a lose-lose situation for the Cowboys keeping McCarthy because they're going to lose all their best coordinators and um, they're going to be stuck with Mike McCarthy and their team's not going to get any better because of it. That reminds me of a certain basketball team, uh, frankly. But uh, we'll have more on the Bulldogs later. Once we, once we get into that section, it would be pretty uh... – pretty crystal clear comparison if they had a Lithuanian on the team, which maybe they do. I'm not too familiar with the uh, (laughs) full roster for them. The last game from the weekend that we will discuss, uh, probably the favorite game of 
us here. Bengals, Raiders. I really thought that the Raiders were going to pull it back in the end to at the very least cover. I bet if they would have scored, they would have gone for two. It's because Visaccia, I think that's something he would have pulled off. But uh, yeah, the Raiders ended up making the playoffs kind of against all odds and almost winning in Cincinnati. But at the end of the day, Bengals, way too good. Uh, way too good for them. And I think since he honestly, they, they deserve their flowers here. They were, they were solid pretty much all the way through. Hot, the floor is yours. Oh, okay. Oh my <laughs> God. It, the atmosphere around the game was fucking awesome. Um, started with a tailgate, the, the Holland's tailgate, JT's family's uh, tailgate with Owen Crum and company. It was electric. Then uh, I wasn't even planning on going to the game. And then the two hours before the game, like just that mental, like, am I really going to miss this, this win? And spent the money, went to the game. And Aiden, I totally agree with you on that. I think that's what I was completely nervous about was them going down the field, scoring and going for two, because you're, you're exactly right. That's, what normally happens to us and then they just break your heart that way. So I am just ecstatic that finally got to see a playoff win, um, waited my whole life and looking forward to heading to Nashville this weekend to avenge our little brothers up in Indy and, um, and get the dub. Ouch. Um, <laughs> win something first (laughs) (laughs) it was it was a it was a good game it was a it was a solid game all the way through uh shout out evan mcpherson too love that guy he's been a steal automatic he's been the one he had one bad game against the packers and that's been it he hits everything yeah, it was kind of a blessing and a curse that these teams got to play each other for me because, um, for one, it's like I, I, I believe on the NFL predictions pod, I had both in the playoffs. I did call both of them being wildcard teams. Um, there we go, but but uh, but the Bengals won the division, so you know, uh, um, even better, even better. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I. I love both these teams. They're awesome. Um, it was such a fun game. Uh, I'm kind of sad the Raiders didn't get to play anybody, didn't get, didn't get to play somebody else, but it probably wouldn't have been as close um, and probably not as fun either. Uh, it was a good way to, for the playoffs to start, especially with all like the weird calls and everything and the refereeing that was going on, um, which is, you know, one of the best things about playoff football in my mind is just seeing utter stupidity. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, but yeah, no, it was a great game, and uh, I think the Bengals honestly have a great shot uh to go far in the, in the throughout the rest of the playoffs. Um, uh, I mean, we're going to talk about these these games coming up, but uh, I mean, you know, I think 
I definitely wouldn't count them out this weekend. I think they, uh, I think they have a lot to say, and especially with how their offense is clicking right now. Um, I mean, we're seeing Burrow and Chase develop into stars right before our eyes, and and you know, I think it's awesome right now. And I just, I just wouldn't count them count them out. I think they're they're for real, and it's time. It's go time, baby. Who day nation? Who day, bitch? Who day, bitch? I, I think that's a great transition too into this upcoming weekend. Uh, we'll, we'll start there with Bengals at the Titans. Uh, that's the first game of the weekend, 4.30 p.m. on Saturday. Do we know if Derrick Henry's back for it? Yeah, he's coming back. Okay. Yeah, he's practiced contact. That's scary. That's very scary. Uh, and I believe the assumption is Trey Hendrickson ends up playing too yeah mm-hmm. full, full, full participant today also uh he deserves his own individual shout out because like what the hell like wh- where did I, I don't know how many kind of expected this type of production out of him when he got signed to that deal not that it was a small deal by any means but very impressive uh season for him I mean, honestly, I thought this. I thought the, the, I thought they were buying him high when, but the season that he had last year, because he was very good last year too with the Saints, and was very good, you know, like all throughout, you know, the, oh, wow. the playoffs, yeah. yeah, all throughout the playoffs too, um, in the season prior to that. Um, but yeah, no, he's been he's been awesome, and uh, that was a, that was definitely a great pickup. Uh, I don't know. I think Tom Tom Cable is the offensive line coach for the in the blocking coordinator for the Raiders. Um, former Seahawk, former dumbass. Um, uh, he uh, uh, put the tight end on him, um, which led to the strip sack into that game. So you know, just classic bullshit. Uh, but uh... <laughs> I love that they brought him back too. Because like he was obviously he was their head coach. He was their line coach before he was their head coach. He then went to Seattle, and then they brought him back to be a line coach again. And he's been there since 2018, which is just insane. I'm pretty sure he punched somebody when he was the Raiders head coach. (laughs) Are we talking like a Bruce Arians, uh, like a Bruce Arians fifty thousand dollar punch? Or I think it, I think it was like a full. Full on punch, but you know, I, look, I gotta look this up. I gotta look this up. Hold on. We punched an assistant coach. I, I vaguely remember this. I I do not. I vaguely wow. remember this. He yeah, definitely he, got in trouble. He punched a defensive assistant in the jaw and caused injuries. Uh, wow. All right. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. Enough about Tom Cable. Uh, he's, he's dead. He's gone now. He's out of the playoffs. Titans, Bengals. Who do we got? Which way are we going? I, I'm gonna start this. I'm I'm gonna kick this off. I very much like the Bengals here, regardless of Derrick Henry being back. I would say I am lower on the Titans than most because one, I will admit it, I absolutely hate them. Uh. <laughs> Any team that's in the AFC South, I guess the Jaguars are okay because they haven't done anything recently. But the other two teams, I will look for any excuse to not like. So take everything I say with a slight grain of salt. But it it seems like it's a very beatable team 
I don't have really any faith in their defense um, at this stage of the game to be able to even, I'm not going to say stop Burrow, but to at least contain Burrow. And offensively, I don't think with the way that they play, it'll be enough to uh, to really get it done unless uh, – shoot, what old wide receiver do they have? It's Julio, right? Yeah. yeah. Unless Julio can have a, uh, a sudden awakening moment and return to form for, for a game. So I'm, I'm officially going Bengals here. Spreader money line, I don't care. They're going to be able to get it done. I love it. I mean, I guess I'll go. I feel like we know Hot's answer. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a tough game. Um, I think the public's going to end up favoring the Bengals just because of how hot they – they came into the year or came into the playoffs and they won the game. But I, I just feel like the Titans have, I mean, they're the one seed for a reason, whether or not um, they're going to, they're going to beat the Bengals. I'm not sure, but they get Derrick Henry back. They're the one seed without Derrick Henry. That's what I was trying to say. I don't know what my, I had a brain fart right there. They're the one seed, even without Derrick Henry. And now they're adding Derrick Henry back into the offense. That's going to take a lot of the weight off of those receivers to perform. Um, so there's going to be a lot more uh, stacked boxes. Tannehill is going to have a lot more time when they run those play action plays. There's going to be a lot of focus on Derrick Henry, you'd imagine. So I think overall the quarterback and wide receiver play is going to improve for the Titans, whether that's enough to, as Aid said, keep pace with uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar and all those guys on um, the Bengals is another story. But I mean, if the Titans defense continues to play at the level they've played since that injury, pretty much, and they put that entire package together. I don't see why the Titans can't get this game done, especially when they're in Nashville. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think? Seattle? Bennett? I've got the Titans also. Um, I think they're going to be able to control the clock, and that's going to help them kind of control the game flow and slow down the Bengals' offense. Um, I think Ogan Joby's going to be a huge loss for the Bengals. Um, I guess it does kind of come down to how well Derrick Henry comes back, but um, I mean, he's still hard to take down regardless. And I just think Jeffrey Simmons is going to have a huge game against the Bengals O-line as we saw him against the Rams, I believe. He completely changed that game and he's just a big presence that's getting rushed on the inside which most quarterbacks are used to rush on the outside. So that just adds a whole nother dimension to deal with. And Vrabel in the last eight games after having more time to prepare than the other team has been, his team's been absolutely dominant. Eight, no, I believe it's like 27 points for and 10 points against. Uh, I think he's a really good coach and I think he'll have the boys ready to go. Um, yeah, no, this is tough because, uh, I completely agree. I love Mike Vrabel. I think he's going to win coach of the year. Um, you know, what he's done with this Titans team is incredibly impressive. And 
mean, if they get out of this game, I, I, I you know, I think they're, I think they're going to beat uh, whoever, whoever wins the Bills, the Titans game, or the Bills, the Chiefs game. I'm sorry. Um, I think they would, I think they're, they would win that matchup. But uh, I'm going to go with the Bengals here. I just feel like that they have the best player in this game, even Joe Burrow. Uh, and what they're doing right now on offense is incredible. I think they have the hot hand. Um, and uh, I think the Titans, even though they're starting to get everybody back and with Derrick Henry and how amazing that offense is with him in it, uh, I just think that um, overall Tannehill hasn't really been as sharp as he usually has been within this system. And I think, um, with how the Bengals have been have been playing defensively, uh, I, I just think that they're going to get to him somehow, and he may make some mistakes, and that may be the difference overall. Um, it's just I just don't think Burrow is likely to make the same errors that he is, and I think Burrow is going to be able to lead the Bengals um, past. Uh, what I feel like is the best safety duo in the NFL in Bayard and Romani Hooker. I think both those guys are amazing. Um, so which is the, 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 the ability that uh, Burrow and Chase have together right now, like I said, just a few minutes ago is just, it's incredible. And I think that they're, they're going to keep it going. Shout out to the, uh, I was low on the addition of Zach Cunningham. He has actually been very solid for them at that interior linebacker position. But we'll, we'll see how he is with the uh, microscope kind of on him a little bit further here, especially given that he might have to guard Uzoma, which I don't like his odds with at all. Um, all right, from uh, – yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um... I, I'm officially going to declare this is going to be the T Higgins game. Um, Janoris Jenkins uh, popped up on the injury report today. I think he was slotted to go against him an ankle injury. I think if he is unable to go, it's, it's going to be T's day to eat. Um, also, a lot of people don't remember when the Bengals and the Titans played last year. It was actually one of the Bengals, one of their four wins. Bengals beat him by like 11 with Derrick Henry in the lineup, missing four O linemen. They've done it before. Burroughs beaten the Titans before with, and I think, I think the Bengals are going to win 34 to 17. Um, I think as long as the O line holds up enough, Burroughs shown that he's an elite quarterback and will just, he just wins. I mean, so I can't wait for this game, though. I, I'm excited. I'm going to be in Nashville for the game. Excited to be going to the game. Um, I really am confident in the Bengals, though, winning this game. So I think that's what, three to two in picks? Three Bengals, two Titans, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh one uh one fandom to another. Uh Niners, Packers. Saturday is gonna be a very eventful game for us here. Or uh very mm-hmm. eventful day. But uh Niners Packers is the late game Saturday night, eight fifteen. 
as of right now, Green Bay is favored by six points. Um, I should probably roll with my Super Bowl pick here. Uh, I think they cover, but probably lose. I'm saying Mason Crosby hits a game winner. That's that's what I'm going with. The Crosby it's like the first arc. game. Yeah. He beat them earlier. Well, I'm saying just the overall I know season <laughs> redemption arc, but uh Yeah, he needs that. Yes, he does. What's the weather gonna be like? Is it gonna snow? I hope it's like cold. It's green day. It's twelve degrees. Jimmy yeah, G needs his Viagra much. then at that point, because it seems to have worked for uh Josh Allen. That was the most insane thing by the way the that bart scott recommendation of like oh you're playing in a cold game and you can't feel your feet take viagra it's like oh is that real so somebody chad johnson used to chad johnson used to do it uh, they use it for uh circulation like actual blood circulation issues hmm. um i mean i guess that makes sense so it it kind of lines up but it's just strange optics given the way that uh, the NFL and its insane amount of commercials have geared us towards uh, towards that specific trick. Anyways, uh, Niners-Packers, I already uh, kind of said my prediction. Floor is open at this point. Go ahead, Chris. Um, I, uh, I'm going to go San Francisco in this game, and the main reason Mainly being is I think Kyle Shanahan has the the formula um, to go against Green Bay's defense. Uh, I think their running game always manages to give uh, Green Bay fits. They manage to always to control the clock against them. Uh, and I believe that Jimmy Garoppolo is honestly playing better at this point in the season, even with the injuries, you know, than he was playing the last time the Packers met uh the 49ers in the in the NFC championship, obviously, um, you know, the health health matters for all the people all happening the in, the, in the, for all the, all the people in the, for the 49ers like Bosa and whatnot. But um, I think, I think they will play. I think uh, they saw that they were, they're practicing today or they're at least saying that they were willing to play. Um, so I think they will be ready to go. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers won this game at all. I think if the, this is the, their best chance uh, winning the Super Bowl the past few years, I think this is the best group that they've had um, in recent years. Uh, um, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled it out. I just think that the Niners, the group that they have going right now, um, is very scary. And uh, – I feel like they have a lot of confidence, um, especially in Jimmy G right now, um, to be able to kind of continue uh, continue on this play. Um, but even if even if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play it, it, it doesn't play that well, I feel like Trey Lance could potentially even come in and add an X factor to this game, especially with his running ability. That uh, um, you know, it could be very interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go to the Niners. I got the Packers. Um, I think Aaron's just on a absolute mission, and they're getting some key guys back that they haven't had. And I'm concerned about Garoppolo's injury and being in the cold weather. Um, 
I just think the Packers will win. I mean, as an owner, I cannot bet against the Packers. Uh, Seamus Schultz, fellow owner of the team. Um, I think this J- Jimmy Garoppolo is not walking into Green Bay and beating Aaron Rodgers. Um, so uh, go Pack go. Yeah, so I'm nervous about this game. I think if the Packers lose in the playoffs, it's going to be this game. I think I think regardless of who we play in the NFC Championship game, I think there's a better – I like either of those matchups a lot more than uh, this Niners matchup. I think Debo Samuel scares the absolute hell out of me. Um, just the way they use him is going to be really hard for Green Bay to – it's hard for any team. But Green Bay always struggles, like Chris said, with the run – um, with Kyle Shanahan, I guarantee they're going to be getting Debo out in open spaces, and Green Bay's terrible at con- containing the edge. That's been like the issue the past like six or seven weeks, where Rashawn Gary or Preston Smith they they're beating their guy, but they beat him inside every single time. So, if that's the case, Debo's going to have an absolute game. Um, I mean, bet is over for rushing yards. It's the easiest bet of all time every single week. Um, but on the contrary, we have. Whitney Merciless coming back. We have uh, Zedaria Smith, Jair Alexander, Bakhtiari's back. Um, so pretty much fully healthy team now at this point. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of positives to take take into this game. I mean, week of rest. I trust Lafleur. Um, we got the probable MVP coming up. Aaron Jones is back. AJ Dillon's back. We have a lot of good, healthy players that can complement either if it's cold out, if it's warm out. Um, but I am worried about dictating the pace, like Chris said, with the 49ers. But I think if uh, the, the Packers can put up like 28 points or more, I think the game's ours. Um, it's just more so about controlling the tempo. I think we need to force a turnover too from Jimmy G. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to take Green Bay and – I'm going to be locked in my room by myself watching the game. So I can't wait. It's nice too, because with Jimmy G, you don't need to force it. You can just let it happen and it probably will end up happening. Retweet. Retweet. Uh, yeah, that's uh, is that three to two again? Wait, no. Four one, right? Four one. Four one. Okay. I'm the only one who took the Niners. There we go. I, I said they would cover. So that's like three and a half. Uh, all right. Sunday now. Rams, Buccaneers, 3 p.m. I have no faith in the Bucks, which I very much should because it's Tom Brady. I don't think this is going to be close. I think the Rams run away with it. I That's- agree. I've got the Rams also. Um, you know, with two starters that are both Pro Bowl caliber alignment potentially out, Um, you know, that stacked pass rush, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, and Leonard Floyd, I think are going to be getting after the old man. And we've seen some struggles with uh, Godwin going out. You know, Mike Evans is still there and very good, but some of these other guys need to step up if they're going to – have a chance in this game because Ramsey will be all over Mike Evans. So I've got the Rams by a pretty good amount. 
I'm pretty conflicted on this game as well. I just it's hard for me to say Tom Brady's not gonna win a playoff game. And that's kind of where I'm at. Um I do think the Rams should win this game. Um and I think they will. So up I'm officially taking the Rams, but Stafford's gonna need to play better than he has for the past couple of weeks. Um I guess we'll find out in what four days, five days. It's time whether or not Stafford figures it out. But yeah, I, I think the I think the biggest thing right now is whether or not um Tr- Tristan Wirfs is back and Jensen. I think Jensen is supposed to be back, but Wirfs is a big question mark, right? Is that accurate? Yeah. So I mean if Wirfs is out, I think they're I think it's gonna be a lot more of a blowout than if Wirfs is in because Brady's going to need all the time he can with uh, the options he has available at this point, just due to the fact that AB's quit the team <laughs> and Godwin's out and Gronk's definitely been inconsistent. And yeah, Mike Evans has been known to disappear in some games as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of question marks on that offense. And I mean, is Lenny coming back? Do they have any of the running backs? Anybody know? I don't know. No idea. Um, it seems it seems like they're uh, it, he hasn't been he hasn't been activated yet. Um, but I mean, they should still have the they should still at least have Gio and Keyshawn Vaughn and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> those aren't the best options, but you never know. I don't know. I'll go Rams. I think it's gonna be, it's either gonna be a blowout or the Bucks win. I think those are it's just like one of those games. I can't bet against Tom Brady. I hate the fucker, but I, I think that he'll find a way to just win this game. That's just what he does. I mean, he just beats all odds. I I do think that the Rams will definitely get pressure on him. It's just a matter of how all that O-line does hold up. And I think this is in Tampa, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just – I cannot see the Rams walking in there for some reason. I, I guess it's that Tom Brady effect on me there. I hate to say it. I, 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 I'm going to go Bucks though. Yeah, that's honestly how I'm feeling as well. I, I, I'm, I'm going to take the Bucks. I, I think um, – uh, I think Leonard Fournette will play. Um, I think there are some things he was hinting out today about playing, um, but I don't think he's actually practiced yet at all, but he might just be feeling better. Um, But I mean, it's, you know, running back. So it's not like not exactly a position you, you have to like take a ton of reps for pregame. But um, I still feel like, I still feel like if he plays and, even, even if he doesn't play, I, I still trust the Bucks defense overall um, to go, going against uh, Stafford. It's it, I think a big thing for me is that Stafford has just never been this far in the playoffs before. And um, I think if the Rams just kind of go in and I, I mean, they're, I expect their defense to play well. And obviously the Bucks are not in the best position right now offensively like they usually are. Um but their defense is still very good. And I think it'll match up well against the Rams. And if the Rams come in and start 
playing aggressively like they usually do, it might cost them. Um, and another big thing is, I mean, obviously the, the run game is such a big part of their offense. Um, you know, is Cam Akers going to continue to look so good after a short week, you know, I mean, after having pretty much a full workload for the first time in a few, like since his Achilles injury. Um, so I think that's going to be a big question mark of whether or not they're able to do that. And I think uh, if they're not able to really run the ball against uh, Tampa Bay, then I don't know if Stafford's really going to be able to lead them against this defense. It's going to be tough. So I'm going to go the bucks. Um, I trust Brady and I feel like uh, I feel like they should be able to get the job done. One last thing on the injury front too, uh, Andrew Whitworth, the 40 year old left tackle for the Rams is questionable for the game. Probably ends up playing, but uh, yeah, it's nice too, because like it's a lot easier to get excited for this slate of games than last week's, especially given the, uh, I mean, that's how it's supposed to work, too, though. Like, the matchups are supposed to get better as more teams get eliminated, and that's certainly uh, certainly what's happened here. So last game of the week, 6.30 p.m., we have the Bills at the Chiefs. As of right now, the Chiefs are favored by one and a half. Uh, I'm going to ride the hot hand. I'm going to go with the Bills here. Uh, very confident in that team. And how could you not be given how they played? If the Bills come out, or not if the Bills come out flat, if the Chiefs come out flat like they did, the Bills will 100% punish them for it, uh, given how dynamic that offense has has really been for them this year. Uh, defensively, too, I think they'll be able to punish. I mean, I'm mainly thinking of Micah Hyde, honestly, but if you if you have an overthrow or an errant throw or ball bounces off a of Tyree kills hands off of the first drive, that's going to get punished by this bill's defense, which will then certainly turn into points on the other side. So I'm leaning bills here. I don't, I don't know whether or not the game will be close. I'm leaning towards it will be, but I'm going to bank on Mahomes making more mistakes than Josh Allen for this game. I'm got completely the, with you, Aids. Go ahead. You can go. That's all I'm saying. That's all I was going to say. I'm completely with Aids on that Bills one. I've got Bills also. Um, this year we've seen the Chiefs struggle with offenses that are able to keep up with them. Um, you know, their defense has definitely gotten a lot better from the beginning of the year, but it's still not great. Um and I just think the Bills are playing really good football right now, and they all seem bought in. And, you know, some teams go struggle in the cold weather, and they don't. They're used to it. So I'm sure they'll have a lot of fans there as well. Bills Mafia will show out. Um, I've got Josh Allen winning this game. I just think they're playing too good right now to be beat. Um, yeah, this is a really tough game for me. Probably the toughest game of the four, uh, just because I, I feel like both of these teams are so good. And, um, 
as we saw with the Bills last week, you know, it looks like they're finally starting to kind of uh, reach their the, their peak this season. Um, and what, you know, they've been very inconsistent all year at times. I mean, they almost lost to the Falcons a few weeks ago, but then, you know, obviously they, you know, just completely destroyed the Patriots. Um, and the Chiefs have been very much the same way. You know, they've, they play played down to a lot of teams and then in really the first half of the season and then now have really kind of picked it up and started dominating teams again, especially late in games. Um, so it really makes this tough to pick. And, and I really don't know when it comes right down to it, who's going to win, but um, I think I'm going to go to the chiefs just because I feel like overall their offense um, I think is better than Buffalo's. Um, uh, I think the offensive line uh, makeover that they uh, that they did is finally starting to pay off for them. Uh, you know, earlier in the season, it felt like they they lacked a lot of cohesiveness, but now I feel like their offensive line has become one of the best units in the league, uh, which has really helped propel um, what was once a kind of non-existent running game. And uh, I think their defense will continue to, you know, generate pressure like it has been. And Chris Jones has just been playing ever since the middle of the year at an at absolutely phenomenal level. Um, and I think you could game wreck this game um, and provide a pressure that uh, the, the Patriots weren't really able to get out upon Josh Allen um, in that in the first in the first week of the playoffs. Um, so ultimately, I think those will be the big biggest factors. Uh, and um, one last thing about the Chiefs is that Byron Pringle, for some reason, has just stepped up and become a great number two for them. Uh, um, he kind of came out of nowhere and started really providing a lot of solid production for them when I feel like they really, they've really needed a number two next to Tyreek for a while because Tyreek and Kelsey were um, – we're still producing at an elite level, but we're getting covered so much by defenses and they needed some more variety. Um, but yeah, overall, um, I'm going to chiefs. I'm torn between this game. Um, as a Bengals fan, I think I want to see the chiefs if we were able to pull off the victory just because we beat them last time, but I can also see the bills absolutely just taking the Chiefs to the woodshed just after seeing that game against the Patriots if they're still if they click like they did but there's something about Patrick Mahomes where I I just think in the end Mahomes is going to make a play to send him to get the dub and send him to the championship game I'm glad that we're uh we're split on pretty much all these games should be uh, some interesting bragging rights on a uh, on next week's pod. Uh, before before we go here, uh, I thought I would update you all on the breaking news story. Mo Bamba had twenty eight at halftime. He finished with thirty two points. He scored four points in the entire length of this podcast. Joel Embiid, on the other hand, finished with fifty points. So, oh my god! Nice nice little game for Embiid down the. Uh, down in Orlando next That's week crazy. we'll have yeah he uh he went off 
Bama just beat LSU as well. Jane Shackelford had like 27 points. He looked He's a dog. incredible. Uh, we'll have more, uh, more hoops talk though. next week. Yeah. Yes, they did. <laughs> it got very close at the end. But uh, that is all the time that we have for this one. Uh, Butler lost again. Probably if, if you're yeah. hearing this pod on Friday, then Butler lost. We probably couldn't run offense in the half yeah, you court. You just said... You could have just said we lost to UConn, and it would have covered both days. Yeah. Um, I think the Bunder missed by one point. Brutal. Just brutal. We can't even get the Bunder. The word oh, I was thinking – oh, no, I was thinking Villanova. I think the Villanova, we missed it by one point. Well, that'll happen when Nova scores, like, mm-hmm. 40 They're more. shooting 60% from, from the yeah. field. Like the it, uh, game. it isn't pretty. Um but Jaden and CMOS are sick, so it's all good. We have pieces. Hopefully the pieces stay. Um, I think CMOS will. I think Jaden and CMOS will. Jaden's from Indy. Yeah, but... Uh, he starts. I don't know why you would leave. You're going to be starting on a Big East team. Yeah, before, true. It's long. only up from here, so... Uh, anyway, yeah, we don't need to waste any fucking talk. We'll, we'll, have more, uh, we'll have more college hoops talk and probably an NBA recap episode. There's going to be some probably big trade before now and now in the next episode i'll i'll say that there will at least be some contender making a trade between now and the next podcast so uh folks are picking up mobamba that's that's my that's my bold prediction so thank you all for listening we'll see you all next week bye